Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. All right. Last week we've looked at the testimony of Jeremiah as well as Ezekiel and saw the high regard that these two men, prophets of God, had for the Word of God. In fact, Jeremiah said, if you recall, your words were found and I ate them. What a testimony. Your words were found and I ate them. I devoured your word. And then he said, your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Now, if we want joy, there's only one place to find it. Where is that? Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? Jeremiah said, your word was to me. Because I am called by your name, O Lord God, your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. That's how much he valued the word of God. Both of these men were mightily anointed by God and they were able to, uh, to accomplish in God great and impossible tasks during their lifetime. They withstood enormous opposition. They withstood enormous persecution, something that we know nothing about today. They stood the test of time. They remained faithful to God because both of them valued the Word of God. It was their joy. It was their daily diet. And they devoted the entire lives, not just proclaiming the Word of God, but receiving and studying and meditating His Word. Now, they were able to succeed because... They build their lives on the Word of God. And if we want to succeed in our lives, there's only one way to do it. If we want to succeed in our marriage, in our relationships, in our business, in our places of work, then we need to realize that the only way to do that is to build our lives on the principles the Word of God reveals to us. There's no other way to bring success and prosperity. Now... <clears throat> In fact, God instructed Ezekiel to eat his word. You recall that we read that in Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 3 last week we've looked at the testimony of Ezekiel and God said to him, I want you to eat this word. Now that's a figurative speech. You don't eat the, the words on paper. In other words, God instructed him to meditate and study the word and literally feed his spirit with the nourishment and the, and the spiritual vitamins that were in his word. So Ezekiel said, so I ate. And it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. Do you see how much they valued the word of God? Now, we also looked at the testimony of the psalmist in Psalm 112. You remember that last week? We went through Psalm 112 and we looked at the characteristics and all the blessings 
this particular person received as a result of fearing the Lord and delighting greatly in the commandments of God. Let me say this about God. One thing we should know about the Lord is that He's not a respecter of persons. In other words, He won't come to Jessica and say, I'm going to anoint Jessica, but I'm going to bypass Herod. And I'm going to go on to Ashley and anoint Ashley, bypass Michael and anoint Stephen. Now, God doesn't do that. He is not a respecter of persons. He does not anoint one person while he bypasses another person. In fact, I don't believe God anoints people. This may shock you. He anoints His Word. I'm going to say that again. God's anointing resides on His Word. His Word is anointed. Now, the more of His Word you have within you, the more of His anointing and ability and power rests on you. That is why I say God is no respecter of persons. Whether you are a preacher, or whether you are a plumber, whether you are an apostle, or whether you are a businessman, God's anointing will rest on you if you give your undivided attention to the Word of God. So if God has called you to be a businessman, you're going to need all of the anointing that you will require in order to succeed in your business. So the more anointing you require, the more of the Word you're going to have to receive within your spirit and within your mind, because God's anointing rests on His Word. When you're filled with the Word, you're filled with the Spirit. When you're filled with the Word, you're filled with the anointing. And the anointing comes upon people that are dedicated and committed not only to hearing the Word of God, but obeying His Word. Amen. Amen. And I trust you've learned a secret today. God anoints His Word. And the more of His Word we have within us, the more of His anointing rests upon us. To accomplish our God-given assignments. My assignment is different from yours. Your assignment is different from mine. But all of us have a God-given assignment in life. Amen? And part of that assignment is to probably raise a family, raise children, educate children, be a good father, be a loving husband, be a submissive wife, be an excellent businessman with integrity, honor the Lord in your affairs, and... If you are faithful in those little things, God will commit to you greater tasks and greater assignments to fulfill. Amen? Are you with me so far? So, men and women, without His Word, are powerless. Without His, His anointing, we are ineffective. We're running around in circles and uh, not accomplishing much. It's God's work, it's God's anointing, and it's God's ability 
that enables us to bear fruit. And our fruit, Jesus said, should remain. Now, if you desire more of His anointing on your life, then you're going to have to get into His Word until His Word stays in you. The Word of God works like medicine. You take the medication three times a day. You don't see immediate results, but in due time, the results will show. That's how God works. God's Word is spirit. So the first thing that God's Word does is bring healing and and restoration to your spirit man. And from your spirit man begins to work out into your soul, into your mind, into your emotions, and into your physical body. It works from in going outward, not from out going in. Amen? And that's how the Word of God works. Now, I have witnessed throughout the years in ministry how believers love the anointing of God. How they love the presence of God. But what I've also witnessed is most of us are not willing to pay the price that is required to be anointed. Are you listening to me? We love the anointing. We love to be in the presence of God. We love to see God do wonderful, miraculous things. All of us love that. But there is a price to pay. The anointing will cost you. Even though it's free, it will cost you something. It will cost you time. It will cost you study. It will cost you an investment of your time studying and meditating and learning God's ways and God's Word. Years ago, when I sensed the call of God on my life, and I knew that I would end up being a preacher and a teacher of the Word, I, um, I was like a wild horse behind the, uh, what do you call those things that keep the horses in before they open them up and they run the race? The race gate. And I, I just, I had so much zeal, I wanted to get out there and do what God had called me to do. But every time I, I, I thought about that, I would hear the Lord say, Son, you're not ready yet. You're not ready. You have a lot of zeal, but you don't have a lot of anointing and a lot of strength to see through what you begin. And he went on to minister to me saying that you need to learn my word first. You need to study my word and you need to stay in the word until the word stays in you so when you open up your mouth you have something to say otherwise don't even try it so thank god i obeyed and i listened and at that time i was not a preacher i was a businessman my wife and i we were running our supermarket up in masvingo zimbabwe it was a business that we ran for almost seven years before the Lord called me. And um, one of my duties or responsibilities at this business was my wife would do all of the ordering and um, she would see the various people that came around to sell us their products, their clothing, their groceries. And I would stay at the till and I would be monitoring 
the tillers customers went in, they served themselves and they came to pay. So I began to pray and I said, Lord, now I need more time. I don't have enough time to study this word and learn this word and and learn your ways before you call me to preach. Uh, Something needs to be done about this. And so I began to pray and God gave me a word of wisdom. Now listen, you're going to learn something. Because most of the people that I talk to about when I asked them, how much time do you spend in the Word of God? They would say, well, Pastor, you know, I'd love to, but I don't have time. You know, the responsibilities of life, the work, the, the demands that the workplace is upon me, or the studies that I'm going through right now, does not allow me to spend the time that I desire to. Well, I say to them, you will always spend time for what you love. You will make time. If you love something, you will move heaven and earth and create the time that you need. So when I prayed, God gave me a word of wisdom and He said, you have one of the workers here that's been working for your father-in-law for 15 years. He knows the store from one end to the other. He knows the products, he knows the prices, he marks the prices. Why don't you train him to sit here at the till And let him do what you're doing. And I want you to build an office upstairs made of wood. And I want you to go upstairs and supervise and oversee so that you may have more time to study the Word. I did that. I trained that particular person. He sat in my place. I delegated that responsibility. I built an office upstairs. And I went upstairs and... I was just watching that things were going right. Well, it's easy to watch and listen. And I built my own Bible school made out of tapes. And for hours on end, I would plug, put those earplugs in my, in my ears, and I would switch the tape recorder on, and I would listen to the Word of God hour on end. I would study the Bible. I would read. Up to five maybe four or five hours a day. Within a few months, I was ready. I was ready to go, and no one was going to stop me. And believe me, I faced opposition. I faced persecution from the hierarchy of the Orthodox Church. But they could not stop the Word of God from going forth from one city to the next. What was the secret? It was the word that I deposited within my spirit day after day, week after week, month after month. That was my Bible school. And I have been running since 30 years ago, and I haven't stopped yet. Now I've trained others to run with me. Hallelujah. Thanks be to the Word of God. You want the anointing of God? It's going to cost you. Well, would you say, Pastor, that your business suffered as a result? I don't believe so. God blessed our business. He blessed it to such an extent that we were able to do whatever we needed to do as a family, The business itself financed my travels and my ministry for seven years. Uh, Sorry? 
He showed me, God would come to me in a dream, he would show me we had severe shortages in Zimbabwe. Severe shortages. God would come to me in a dream and would show me what would go on shortage. And I would fill up my storerooms. While everybody else ran out, FM supermarket had lots of it. (laughs) The hand of God was upon that business. Not because I was something special. Because I gave the word of God first place in my life. And I listened to it. I studied it. I literally ate and devoured the word of God. Amen. The same thing can take place in your life. You may not be called to be a preacher. You may be called to be a businessman. You may be called to be a nurse. You may, your assignment may be a teacher in, in, in school or whatever, a doctor, whatever that assignment might be. With God's anointing, you can be the best you can be. God will bless the work of your hands. Whatever you touch will be blessed by the Lord because the anointing of God rests upon you, not because you're something special, but because you have taken the time to deposit the Word of God within your spirit and your mind has been renewed with the Word and even you will gain physical strength. The Word of God says you will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint because you've taken the time to wait upon the Word of God. Amen. Amen. That's what God's... This is, this, this is just my own testimony. You need to build your own testimony in the Word. I love the Word of God. The psalmist said, It is my meditation all the day long. Now I don't have a business to run. I have a ministry to run. And ministry takes much more effort and much more anointing looking after people than looking after products. Amen? And you face all sorts of disappointments and discouragement in ministry. All manner of people may come and say things about you. I have one someone at at this point in time He's been with me for, what, 15 years I've been discipling him, and all of a sudden he turns sour. Now he writes everywhere maligning my ministry, my name, that I'm a false prophet. He, he, he wrote as far as Cyprus. You know, ministry is not for sissies. You need strength. Not physical strength, but spiritual strength. And if you ever find yourself talking to yourself or talking to others saying, well, I'm just so tired, I'm just so exhausted, I've had enough. Why should I put up with this anymore? Then you know that you're running low. You need to take time in the presence of God and allow Him to minister to you and fill you with His Spirit and with His Word. And so there is a price to pay for the anointing. But it's only found in one place. So I don't care how busy you are. I don't care what your responsibilities are. You need to give the Word of God first place in your life. You young men and young women, your life will be blessed. The decisions you make will be filled with wisdom and discretion. They will protect you from ungodly relationships. God will guard and protect your life, your soul, your spirit 
from entering into wrong relationships, ungodly relationships, from walking into paths that are filled with Satan's devices and worldly devices that will entrap you. God's word will rescue you from that. So do yourself a favor and the people that will come after you and stay in the word of God. Study the word. Go to Bible school if you can and learn the word of God and God's ways. It's worth the investment. Amen. So now we, we, we want to continue our study today by searching the scriptures in order to discover some of the tremendous value God word, God's Word brings into our daily walk with Him. Let's look at Psalm 1, for example. This is one of my favorite psalms in the Bible. Psalm chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. And we're going to read from verse 1 through to verse 3. We're going to read it from the New King James Version, but we're also going to read it from the Amplified Translation. Blessed is the man or the woman who walks in the counsel of the ungodly, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, or his word, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever. He does. This man, this man who delights in the law of the Lord, who takes time in God's Word, meditates in it, practices it in his life, whatever he does shall prosper. Let's read it from the Amplified Translation. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man or the woman who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, and the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Now, in these verses of Scripture, we see a person who by virtue of the Word of God has separated himself 
from the world, from its value system, and dedicated his life to the teachings of God's Word. I mean, this is what God's Word will do for you and to you. When you receive the Word of God within your heart, it will separate you. It will separate you from ungodly, worldly people. It will separate you from the counsel or the advice the ungodly, worldly people will give you. Automatically, it separates you. It sanctifies you. Jesus said, praying for the disciples to the Father, He said, Lord, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. What does sanctify mean? Separate, make holy. You will stand apart from the world. People, when they have something to do with you, when they associate with you, they will know where you stand. They will know you're a believer. You are a word person. You are a word, uh, um, a word of God man or woman. You're not going to say dirty jokes with them. You're not going to engage in frivolous conversations with the ungodly people because the word will separate you. And that's what it does. And so we see here a portrait of a man who by virtue of the Word of God has separated himself from the counsel of the ungodly, the world and its value system, and has dedicated his life to the teachings and instructions of the Word of God. Now this man, the psalmist say, he spends quality time in the Word, he delights, he takes pleasure in it. I don't know about you, but some of my most joyous moments is when I study and meditate the Word, and God's Spirit begins to reveal things to me from that Word. The Word, the written Word becomes life and alive, and it speaks to your heart. It ministers to your needs. You have a particular need, God's Word will touch that area of your life that needs ministry or encouragement. If you need encouragement, or if you need strength, He will give you strength. Or if you need divine direction, He will give you direction through the Word. And the Word becomes becomes life, and it becomes light, and it becomes... The psalmist said, your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. And so often we have so many decisions that we need to make. So many voices are coming to us from every direction. The Word of God will rise up within you and will give direction to your spirit, will give illumination to your mind, and you will know exactly what to do. You will know exactly when to do it. You will know exactly what to say. You will know when to keep quiet and say nothing. So how much value can you place on that? Amen? You know what investments to make? You know, I was, many years ago, when I was still in business, when the, uh, the black government in Zimbabwe took power, all of the white people were fear-stricken and they panicked. They were selling their property next to nothing. And because of fear... Fear permeated the whole country. What are they going to do to us? They're going to slaughter us like they did in Congo. We better sell and get out. 
and properties were going for ten, fifteen thousand dollars that worth were worth hundred and hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I wish I had more cash money to buy more property when when that time was at that. And I was I was driving in my town. I was going somewhere. And as I was driving past a vacant land, the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to buy this piece of land. Remember now, nobody was buying, everybody was selling. So I did. I had a few money saved up. My wife and I discussed it. We went and bought it. In six months, I sold it for double the price. I wish I'd kept it longer. <laughs> but God, God's Spirit will speak to you about things like that. You know, when, when you're alert, when you are walking in the Lord, when you have the Word of God in your heart, the Word will rise up and minister to you at any given time. In fact, you will wake up in the middle of the night and God's Word will be speaking to you. Amen. But it takes time to, to study and to meditate and to put that Word in your spirit. Now, Scripture says about this, this person that his delight... His desire are in the law of the Lord, and he finds so much pleasure in studying it and meditating the word. He likens, the Lord likens that person like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. And no matter what goes on, whether it's drought like we have in the city of Cape Town, his leaf is always evergreen. He's not touched by the economy of this world, by the drought that may take place. He's always evergreen, ever bearing fruit, even in his old age. Why? Because he's planted by the rivers of water, ever so green, even during seasons of drought, and he prospers whatever he does. Now, who doesn't want a life like that? I don't know of anybody who doesn't want a life like that. That whatever you set your hand to will prosper. Amen. I remember before I got born again and before I, 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 I made Jesus the Lord of my life, everything I touched turned to ashes and dust. My business went bankrupt. My marriage went bankrupt. My body was bankrupt. My relationships went bankrupt. Everything that was dear and close to me turned to dust and ashes. But when Jesus came into my heart and the Word of God began to fill my heart, Everything I touched, God began to bless. He will do the same, and He's doing the same for you. Amen. He's no respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of His Word. You honor His Word, He will honor you. You despise His Word, God has no choice but despise you. Hello? He said so. Amen. 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 Are you still all out there? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Now, in all the years I have walked with the Lord, and it's on going on 41 years now, on this journey of faith, I have never seen a truly prosperous person that's my testimony, without having a true commitment to the Word of God. I haven't seen anybody who prospered without having that commitment to the Word of God. 
Amen. So no more excuses why you're not studying God's Word. No more. Don't tell me you don't have the time. You've got to make the time. Amen. You've got to get into a good habit that before you go to your daily work, you get up earlier, you go into your prayer closet, you don't have one, you build one. Amen. We have beautiful sitting rooms, we have beautiful dining rooms, but where is the prayer closet? Hello? Amen. I was so blessed. I, uh, how many of you have seen the movie The War uh, the war, the war room. Oh my goodness! It's, it's yes, it's such a it's such a blessed movie. I encourage you to see it, where this woman just carved out uh, out of a wardrobe a prayer closet and put all the scriptures up there and all the notes. And I always have a diary, so when I when I want to pray about something specific, I always write it down. I underline the scripture verses. I write them. I write the date. And I put it in my diary. When that prayer is answered, I tick it. And I just write the date. It's been manifested. It's a wonderful encouragement to see. Have your own journal. Build your own faith walk with God. Have a personal journey and a journal that you write things down. The things that He shows you. The things that He reveals to you. Because it's, 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 a, it's a relationship that you have with the Lord. It's a personal walk. Talk to Him about what burdens your heart. Talk to Him about what you're praying for. Talk to Him about what you are concerned about. And when you've done that, take time to listen. When you read His Word, God speaks to you. When you're praying, you talk to God. So it's not a one-way conversation. Listen. Listen. Amen. So, true prosperity comes from the Word as we live by the principle it teaches. You remember when we read 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30 last week? God said in His Word that those who honor Him, He will honor, and those who despise Him, they will be lightly esteemed. Another translation says, those who despise Him or despise His Word will be insignificant and contemptible. Amen. Right. Harsh words. I am. Um, I'm not sure how much I should go on. Have you had enough, or you want more? Want more? More? Those who want more, raise your hand. Otherwise, we continue next week. All right. Now, let's look at. Let's look at some of the added benefits of the word. Peter says, turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. Have you got it? 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. Peter says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Let's read that again. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. 
Now, Peter tells us that the new birth, being born again, is only possible through the Word of God. We were born again. We're born twice. Once physically, out of our mother's womb, and the second time, through our spiritual birth, by the Word of God, the Bible says. And that word is the incorruptible seed by which we were born again. Now, because the word lives and abides forever, you and I are going to live and remain forever. Did you know that? That's what Peter says. We will live and abide forever in God's presence. Thanks be to the word of God. How precious is that word? How precious is it to you? What does it mean to you? The Word. Jesus is the living Word. And it is through Him, the incorruptible seed of that Word, that got us born again. When we received that Word, a supernatural birth took place in our spirits, and we became new creatures. Now, John the Apostle says the same thing in 1 John 2.17. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Now the will of God and the word of God are one and the same. God's word is his will. God's will is his word. And we need to learn how to celebrate our new birth. Amen? Amen. We need to celebrate the new birth. Hallelujah, I'm born again. What does that mean? Well, that means that my very own sinful old nature was changed and I received the nature of God through the Word which is righteous and blameless. Amen. You know, you heard the saying, saying you can't, a leopard cannot change his spots, but uh, my spots were changed. <laughs> <laughs> I got born again. And from an old sinful nature that, that I had in my spirit, that old sinful nature passed away and a new nature was imparted to me and that nature is righteous and blameless in the sight of God. That's who you are. Thanks be to the Word of God. That God is born again. And as I said, we need to celebrate. We need to rejoice. And celebrate our new birth. Amen. Do you tell your friends, hey, I'm born again. You are? (laughs) I'm a new creature. What is that? (laughs) I remember the testimony of a certain preacher. He was just a youngster, but he, he got a revelation of what it means to be a new creation in Christ. So this girl somehow managed to invite him to a dance. So with, together with other friends, he was tricked into it, he said. So he went there, but this friend promised him no drinking, no smoking, and I promise you we're not going to do any worldly dancing. But he says, you know, children of the devil are just like the devil. They lie. So the moment they got to that party, he started drinking his friend, he started smoking, and now the girl that he brought along, he wanted to dance with him. And he says, can you dance with me? He says, no, I don't dance. He says, why? I'm a new creature. You're a new creature. What does that mean? And he started preaching to her all night long. 
Do you know that you can start preaching to your friends by just telling, I'm a new creation. What? What does that mean? And you tell them about Jesus. You tell them about you being born again, what it means. And you will have a whole audience before you realize it. Amen. Don't be intimidated by the world, youngsters. Intimidate the world through the Word of God. Be bold. Be courageous. Stand up for what you believe. People will respect you far more. Amen. Rather than compromise your faith or your values or your belief. Praise God. Right, let's go on. Let's go on and look at some other benefits. We were born by the Word, but Scripture says that we are held up by the same Word. Did you know that? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Go to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 and let's read this verse of Scripture here. Speaking about Jesus, Scripture says, Who, that is Jesus, being the brightness of God's glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power when He had by Himself purged our sins, set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Notice what the scripture says, that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. What is that word? It is the word of God. When he says all things, he means all things. How many of you want to be upheld? I want to be upheld. How does God uphold a person? By the word of his power. So not only he got you born again through the word, he what? He upholds you by the same word. So the more word you have within you, the higher God is able to lift you up. And it comes, you come to a place where God places you on the palm of his hand and he begins to raise you and raise you and lift you up. And he says to everybody, look at my son. Look at my daughter. He's so proud of you. Amen. He upholds you. He, he, how, how do you say it? You know, when, when you shop, when you go shopping and you see those window dressings and they look all so nice and attractive and makes you go in the store and buy them. When God begins to uphold a person, you become attractive. You draw people. People want to be like you. Amen? Because God upholds you. Why does He do that? Because you have His Word living and abiding in you. Amen? That's the only way we're going to attract the unbeliever, the sinner, to Christ. Jesus said, When I will be lifted up from the earth... Who's he talking? When the word is being lifted up, he's going to do what? Draw, draw, attract. And that's how we adorn the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. By us being held up by the word of God. He will uphold your marriage. He will uphold you financially. He will uphold you spiritually. He will uphold you mentally. He will uphold your relationships and say, Hey, look at my son. 
Look at my daughter. Look at their lives. Look at their children. Look at their finances. Look at their relationships. They are blessed. I want to be like them. How can I be like them? And then they will come to you. You don't have to run after them. They will come to you and ask you, what is it about you? Why is it that you have so much peace in the midst of turmoil? Why is it that you're never anxious or worry about your children or whatever? It's the Word of God. Hello? If you can't say Amen, say, Oh me! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We want to be uplifted, Lord. We want to be uplifted. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.